Good afternoon. What's good, babes? This is Deanna Kempel here with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. I've got a very dear friend. She's also an inspiration to me. Her name is Corinne Leiden. She's a personal trainer, but she's also a jack of all trades, and she's gone back to school. So I'm excited to have her tell her about herself and uh, a little bit about her background. So Corinne, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us about your background, what you've been through, and um, yeah, go ahead. Well, that's a loaded question, what I've been through. Um, I feel like I've reinvented myself probably five times in my life at least. But my background, it's, you know, I have been married and divorced, married and divorced, you know, done that a few times. I am a personal trainer, like you said. I just went back to school to be a student at UIC for urban education so I can teach K through eight. That's awesome. Um, And I started to do that because, you know, years ago I got my associates in art education kind of fell away from it with life and everything that gets in the way and decided that, you know, life is too short and I need to follow my passion and so this is where I am. I think that's absolutely amazing. I don't know, like, so before we started recording, I I was telling Corinne, I don't know if I could go back to school at this point in my life. It would be very difficult for me because of just, like, the whole culture of today's, you know, millennials and all that. And so I know this is not a question that's on here. How do you handle that with all those, those younger people that you go to school with? I won't lie. The first day of school, I was super nervous about it. And then... You know, after like a couple days of it, honestly, I kind of don't notice now because now I realize like the things that we're all there for is the same goals. Sure. We're all there for the same reasons. You know, a lot of the people I'm there with too, they also defy age. So it's not sure. like we're dealing with, I mean, yes, of course, there's some students that you're like, you definitely look at and you're like, yep, you are for sure 20. <laughs> But, you know, for the most part, you know, we're all there and it's like more like when you're in the workplace, you're there for the same professional goals. So I kind of don't notice now. And once in a while when I have more life experience or have something more to add to the conversation that others don't, it's like I'm looked at like the cool aunt. Yeah, that's awesome. So I don't mind it. I think it gives you a little bit more perspective in life, especially as you go through this journey, this next journey that you're on going to school. Corinne and I worked together. She was referred to me by a friend through Facebook, and I needed an assistant at the time because I was a designer. I have officially closed that side of my business. I did three collections. I loved it, but in the beginning, I needed some help with some administrative things, and Corinne was available, and we worked together for a while, and we also did a big charity event together in June of this year. And during these last couple of years, um, Corinne has achieved a lot. So why don't you tell us what drives you? Because you are incredibly driven. You know, I could say the standard answer is like my family drives me, my son drives me. I want to, you know, do the best I can for my husband and for my son. And I want to be the best person I can be. Every day I look back on my day and I've always tried to like think, okay, what did I do really well? And what can I do better tomorrow? You know, so it's that. But, you know, beyond that, I started getting a lot healthier in the last several years. And at first it was like I wanted to be driven to be better, be healthier, you know, be more mindful, things like that. And then I started getting healthier, realizing, oh, my God, I could live for 30 more years. Sure. You know, so I want to make those 30 years count for something. I want them to matter and I want them to be meaningful and full of intention. And at the same token, I've lost a lot of people that were really close to me in the last several years. And I also know how delicate life is and how quickly it could all be taken away from you. So I want every day to matter and I want it to like be appreciated and 
I wanted to leave behind if I was taken tomorrow for there to be a legacy and yeah. be something meaningful to be said. And nobody's ever going to say like, oh, I wish I spent more time sitting on my couch. Sure. That's absolutely true. So when you say, I know that I had posted something a little bit about your bio, a little bit about your story. So when you say you wanted to be healthier, tell people what that means in regards to your story and your past. So several years ago, it starts out, you know, fairly simple. Several years ago, honestly, I was just really sick. And it turns out a lot of the reason why I was sick is I was depressed and I was stressed and I was dealing with a lot of personal stuff. I was, you know, not in healthy relationships. I was making a lot of the same mistakes over and over again. I was sick for a long time, couldn't figure out why I was in constant pain and was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, had early signs of rheumatoid arthritis. Terrible. And was put on all these medications that honestly made me feel worse. Yeah. And, you know, they're like heavy duty medications they put you on. They're intense. I believe it. The side effects are worse. And, you know, so then I started looking into things like diet I could change or natural things I could do because I just couldn't keep living like that. Yeah. And so I just started like naturally getting healthier and trying to focus on that. But, you know, I also started focusing on my like wellness of my mind. Yes. Where it was just like I was really starting to realize like I was making the same mistakes over and over again. And I'm not saying like... Things that have happened to me, I'm a victim or right. like that. I'm a survivor of a lot of things, but I was also a victim of my own consequences, of my own actions, of things I was, choices I was making that sure. I could have made better choices, honestly. And it took me going to therapy and sitting down, and my therapist, first question they asked me was, why are you here? And all I could come up with, because it's a really weird question to be put yeah. on the spot with, mm-hmm. was I keep making the same dumb choices and I don't know how to stop. Wow. That is very, very, very inspiring. I love that. You are a tower of strength to me, and I'm just so glad to call you my friend. You did mention that you've lost a lot of people in your life. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like, I know that you've had some real serious loss. I lost my father five years ago, and then a couple years after that, I lost my mother. Um, They were divorced, so... You know, I was always kind of the intermediary in my family anyways, and the go-between, and we're not a big family. It's my brother myself and then my parents and so I'm the one that's here and I'm also just the one that emotionally for some reason I'm just the one that falls into that role of caretaker and just Mm -hmm. taking care of things so I feel like a lot more of that fell onto me to be you know the diligent one that takes care of things and wraps things up and you know so I lost both of them and at the same time as I lost my mother I went through a divorce from you know the father of my child but you know he was very abusive to me in several different ways and trying to deal with you know you kind of lose yourself in that and it's not just like a loss of like losing your family I lost my grandparents in the same time period too that's a lot I literally had four people's ashes in my car at one point oh god that is just terrible it's just a lot and but more than anything I lost myself in that yeah and I think that's the biggest loss that I suffered of all and you don't really realize that till you're faced with all that sure so this last couple years has been about getting that back yeah we can kind of relate on losing people that you know that are close to us and in losing yourself in that whole process so I I understand what you what you mean when you say that (laughs) excuse me So when I say Corinne is very driven, I want her to tell us about the many things that you do. I know on your LinkedIn, you say you're a real estate agent. Now you're a personal trainer. Tell us everything that you do because you're very busy. So yeah, a few years ago, I was in the restaurant industry. I worked there for, I don't know, for 20 years. And that was kind of what I knew. It was kind of a comfort zone. And then I was laid off and was kind of left holding the bag, trying to figure out what to do because I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. The hours are terrible. Life work balance is terrible. And so that's when actually I started working with you, doing mm-hmm. the administrative stuff, trying to figure it out. And then I started working for, because I was working out a lot, 
and really into fitness and I had been running, you know, running was kind of like my, what kept me centered. Sure. And so I saw this opportunity to manage Edge Athlete Lounge, you know, which is a gym that focuses on endurance training Mm -hmm. and recovery. And I'm like, well, that seems like perfect for me. And you like it there, don't you? I love it there. And yeah. it's part, it's, you know, it's a great community. Everyone yeah. there is amazing. You know, they've really become family to me, you know, but it was only a part-time job. So I also had to kind of fill in the gaps sure. a little bit, you know, but, you know, rather than quit that for a full-time job, I'd rather do what I love sure. and figure out a way to make it work. Absolutely. And so that's what I've done. And then as I was doing that, I still had time on my hands and I still had this like burning need that I couldn't quite fill anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so that's when my husband and I had a really long talk about the feasibility of me going back to school and how to make that work. So when I decided I was going to go back to school, I decided I wanted to do it full time because I don't know that I want to drag it out for, you know, finishing my degree for six years, but it's a two year job. Yeah. So I started looking at what kind of jobs can I get that are flexible enough Mm -hmm. and something I love enough because it also, if I'm going to spend my time doing it, honestly, I want to love it. Absolutely. And so I decided at the beginning of the year, well, I'll become a personal trainer because a lot of people have told me you should should do that. You know, I push people. You know, if you run a race with me, I'm not taking no for an answer. You'll see it. But, you and know, you have a personal connection to that with helping people because that's helped you in your life because you were sick and you turned to health and fitness and it helped you. 100%. So, and I had a trainer yeah. to do that and I was inspired by her. You know, she's still a very, very dear friend of mine. You know, we call I call her my sister, you know, and she's pushed me throughout the process too. So I knew what that can do. And I also knew if I studied to do that because it's hard to do from by yourself that that would also be kind of a test of am I ready to go back to school? Sure. So yeah. that's what I spent, you know, my January when it's, it's kind of sucks in Chicago in yeah. the winter time. There's nothing <laughs> else to do. So that's what I did for January and February. And then I thought, okay, well, I can do this and I can get some clients. And then a friend of mine came up to me and she's like, well, you know, I'm a leasing agent. I think you'd be good at it. You know, it's super yeah. flexible. It's really busy in the summer. And I'm like, well, that is kind of perfect because summer is when I would have time off of and it's something sure. I keep doing. So I'll try it, but I probably won't like it. I'll probably hate it, but we'll try it. So are you still doing that now? I am, and it, but it is much busier, and so now it's kind of the off-season. Sure. So it actually does work out perfect. That's awesome. And so I became a leasing agent. I actually ended up loving it. Yeah. It surprisingly feel meaningful. It's not like a used car sales job. Right. I really feel like I'm helping people put them in their homes, Yeah. and it feels it feels meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it was the perfect two jobs that I could, like, even though it sounds crazy, like, I'm going to get not this certification, I'm going to get I this certification, it. and then I'm going to go back to school. But I did it all in like a strategic kind of order with the whole mindset that I could do it before, during, and after school. Sure. So my intention is still to continue to do those even after I graduate. Yeah. Hey, I, whatever works. It sounds like it's working out well for you. But you're also a photographer. So she's a talented <laughs> photographer as well. So she does many things. Which brings me to my next question. I think that your story tells us how you align with it. But what aligns you with being label free? Because I really feel like... I can't put a label on you. You are a very strong, independent woman that has gone through tremendous loss and tremendous struggle. And here you are just like, you know, you're just living your best life. You know, I, I thought about this question a lot because you asked me this a couple of days ago and, you know, it really took me a couple of days to digest on it. But honestly, I think that part of being label free is just not thinking about yourself in the hats and boxes that life puts in you. You know, as mm-hmm. women especially wear a trillion hats, yes. you know, between like our societal obligations, our family obligations, you know, we're just forced to wear a ton of hats as it is. Yeah. And you can either get boxed into that. Sure. Or you can just say, okay, that's just part of what I am. 
Right. You know, and I am more than being a mom. I am more than being a student. Love I am the it. whole story that goes behind that. You know, and I think everybody is, but I think, you know, not being defined by that is what really that where your strength can come in and like caring less about what people think, you know, because the people can look at me and they'll judge me and not everyone sure. likes me. But you know what? Those people are the ones that are labeling me and those people are the ones that don't know my whole story. Sure. Because I am my whole story behind every yeah. single one of those labels. And those people that choose to label individuals are living in a box of their own. And I really feel that when people are unhappy in their lives, they tend to judge others more. So what do you think are some common roadblocks that women experience being an individual? You kind of touched on that a little bit. A lot of it is, you know, the labels that people and the expectations people put on us. You know, people expect me as a mother to do certain things. Or when I take my son to school, well, you're expected like, oh, you volunteer, or oh, you yeah. do this, or oh, you do that. You know, there's all these like roadblocks and it's all really expectations. Sure. And, you know, the only way I feel like I can overcome them is to just not get bogged down in it, honestly, because I'm never going to match up to everyone's expectations. Sure. And I think that we have, especially women, we put this yeah. pressure on each other. And social media makes agree. it worse, you know, oh, yeah. because you, it's always like you want to like be as good as what the other person is. And you're forgetting that that's the highlight reel. That's not everything. <laughs> you know? so I love that. That was get, great. You can't get bogged down in that. But that's the roadblocks. It's that constant need. It's that perfectionism. Yeah. That we always want to like do the best we can because, you know, that's what we're expected to do. Sure. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I think that's some really great advice for anyone that's listening, especially any women out there that are struggling with trying to find their happiness, trying to find their own individuality. Don't give up. You know, do what you're passionate about. Do what moves you. I mean, there there are so many, life is way too short to put yourself in, in a box. So going back to school and all these different things that you have going on, what do you hope to accomplish in your career? So I'm going back for K through eight. And at first I thought, oh God, I don't want to do middle school. And my advisors were like, no, put it on there because that makes you more employable. And I'm like, oh God, I don't want to do middle school. And they're like, no, no, no. But, you know, as I've actually thought more on it and I've actually talked to some mentors or some, um, you know, people I know that are educators and principals and they, you know, I've talked to them and I realize really more I do want to do that population. And I really... Partly because it's very underserved. I'm already doing sure. urban education because that's about serving underage populations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Sure. And I think that if I'm going to do something again, it should be with meaning. Yeah. You know, but I think also middle school is like where you lose kids. I would agree. Yeah. You know, that's when everything becomes harder and more difficult and more yeah. emotional. And, you know, that's. So Where that, a lot of that, people don't want to do that age right. group. It's a developmental age. You know, they're very, they're very sensitive. You know, they get they get impacted very easily by by negative and positive. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great that you're taking that on. That, that takes a lot of patience too. It does, and you know, I don't know that I always have the patience. I think I'm constantly trying to learn that. Sure. And that is also why I also want to bring in my fitness into it. Okay. Because my intention is to also bring fitness into the classroom if that they don't have that's I mean great. things like PE get cut mm-hmm. you know things like music and art get cut but because I have that own background of myself mm-hmm. I feel like there's ways that I can incorporate in the class incorporate yoga incorporate you know that's fitness awesome. moves that's how I get my son to do homework oh really oh I that's when he starts getting restless and crazy I like have him get up and do movements like that's great. he asks me every day for like a new exercise or a new yoga pose or something to do but that's how I get him to focus 
but I feel like I want to bring that into a population that isn't getting that. I think that is a great idea. There need to be more teachers like you out there because health and fitness is something that is very underrated in our society with fast food and just so many people overweight. It's just, I don't know. You and I share that that same passion for health and fitness. So I love that you're doing that and that is your intention. So right now you are a personal trainer. How can someone contact you to use your services? So I am on Facebook under Badass Babes or Fit Girl Poor Girl and I'm on Instagram under Fit Girl Poor Girl as well. Mm -hmm. My goal on there is uh, by the name it's to show anybody how they can do fitness for as minimal amount of money as possible that anybody can be fit. Awesome. So do you have any other questions you'd like me to ask? Gosh, I don't think so. Okay. Why do you think it's important to be label free and, and talk about how we as women rise above being put in a box? I think we need to just talk about it and start the conversation because it's really easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. And especially like I was saying before with social media and everything like that, it's, you know, we as women need to be supportive of each other and it's too easy to be in competition. And I think that starting the conversation and being mindful of that is the first step in actually help, helping to support each other. And that's why I started this this podcast. You know, I actually, um, I, and I say this often on my, sh on my episodes that after I was done with that charity event, I had to decompress for like a month. And then I got an email saying how to start a podcast. I'm like, you know what? This would be so much fun. And I want to highlight how we, we avoid having labels put on us because I'm very multifaceted like yourself. And, you know, I know that people do snap judgments all the time and I can be pretty wild and, and fun and all this stuff. And I'm, I am sure that people are putting judgments on me like, oh, she's just a wild girl, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know how to have fun, but I also have my shit together. So that brought me to being label free. And I'm like, I don't, you know, if you want to put a label on me, that's fine, but I'm going to live my life it just however I want to live it, and I'm not going to categorize myself in any way. So it's just very important to me to sit down with women like yourself. And, you know, I sat down with C. Gordon Moose last week, and we talked about how important that is for a lot of people because he coaches. He goes into corporations and he coaches uh, employees and how to find your focus. And, you know, it's everybody struggles with it. Every, everybody does. But it's been a great episode. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, I don't think so. Just look for me on Instagram at Fit Girl Poor Girl. Awesome, awesome. And I will I will put all of her links in the episode description. As usual, you guys, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please share. Any support is greatly appreciated. To live your best life, you must live label-free. This is Deanna Kempel signing out, and we'll talk to you soon.